This is Future Fraser. Um, this podcast was recorded before the momentous occasion of the Avatar 2 trailer being dropped. Please know that the content of this episode does not reflect the dropping of that trailer, especially at the end. Who cares? You are right up May Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. Yo, welcome. welcome. I'm Ben. I'm Fraser. Fraser, like Razor. Hi, babes. Hi, babes. You're back. I'm back. She's back. Where have you been? Where have I been? <laughs> I've been in Europe. Oh, oh, the country of Europe. Mm, the country of Europe. <laughs> wow, you're really American, aren't you? Just got that direct flight to Europe, the mm-hmm. city, country of. Mm-hmm. So To Europe International Airport. Yeah. I flew <laughs> Europe Air. I was in Spain, then in Scotland, and then in Paris. The classic, the classic triad. Now, the big question, a lot of flying going on there. Mm. Have you got a question for me about my flying? What movies did you watch? <laughs> Great, because that's basically what I want to talk to you okay. about. Okay, so on the way over, I watched the Bond, the latest Bond movie. Have you seen that? Yeah, No Time to Die. Okay, no, I've, just no time. No time what, to die. I would like to die. Just haven't got the time. <laughs> no, sorry, babes. So, um, I wish I could remember what happened in No Time to Die. Well, I'm just going to... Quick spoiler. If you haven't watched it and you don't want it spoiled for you, just, just tune out for the next 20 seconds. I love the fact he dies at the end. I had completely forgotten that he died until you just mentioned it. That's the best part of the whole movie. I know, but I I, I had no time no to watch time. it. I feel really bad for the other 007 in it, that woman who she had to deliver some real clunky lines. Right. Like at one point she says to a guy on like a bridge and, and she's like, what time is it? And he goes, huh? And then she says, it's time to die. <laughs> it's like, no. Yeah, it's Chico time. That was how you got into oh. the song. It's Chico time. He's like, what time is it? <laughs> It's Chico time. Ooh, I don't know if that was the melody of It's Chico time. Horrible. So I watched, watched that. <laughs> um, I watched Dune. Oh yeah, you watched Dune. I watched Dune. Here's D-O-O-N. My, here's my review of Dune, or as you'd call it in, Gla- in Glasgow, June. Yeah. Do you watch June? <laughs> June, I would say, was very long, very beautiful, and very boring. Yeah. Sandy beautiful boring yeah well you know that i didn't realize that it was a trilogy so i was very confused why zendaya wasn't featured in the in the movie and then mm. she was in the last like 10 minutes i was like oh she's really she's done like a like an anthony hopkins in a you know silence of the lambs or you know judy dench winning for uh, shakespeare in love i was like <laughs> she's got 10 minutes of screen time and i realized it's a trilogy i was really embarrassed i did think it was nothing was happening that first hour nothing is going on <laughs> So watch that. My flight back on Air France, some of the options in the plane, Batman Forever and Catwoman. Okay, great. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I ended up watching Marry Me. Oh, of course. Marry Me, Marry, marry me. me, Say Yes. I thought we watched that together. No, I wasn't oh, there I watched night. that with podcast nemesis Michael. Yeah. We had a good goddamn time watching Marry Me. I'll tell you something. J-Lo and Owen Wilson, surprisingly good chemistry. Well, I've got a lot to say. Okay. Oh, okay. First, first of all... When that movie ends and it says, based on a graphic novel. 
It was based on a graphic novel. Like Sin City. Exactly. Exactly. 300. Oh, I'd love the illustrations of her, of Kat's outfits, you know? Kat, that's J-Lo's character, Kat Kat Valdez. Kat Valdez. I was going to say, I I need to remember her full name. Marry me, marry me. (laughs) Okay, Owen Wilson looks like a lesbian seagull. He looks like Alan. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Lesbian Seagull. <laughs> I love how in the movie they were trying to pitch the song Marry Me. It's like, yeah, this is going to be a viral song that everyone's going to play for proposals. But also they were clearly thinking like Benny Medina and Jayla were saying that about real life. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of, yeah, there was a lot of layers and walls being torn down mm-hmm. through the medium of Marry Me, I thought. Mm-hmm. Benny Medina. Benny Medina. <laughs> yeah. It, what a baffling movie. I actually was very on board by the end, particularly that moment where she's performing with Maluma and she's Ugh. on stage and she's dressed like she's an intergalactic space queen. Yeah. Like all in metallics. I thought that, I thought everyone did a really good job in what was a pretty terrible film. I, I was like, do you know what? The two of you are really selling me on quite a ludicrous premise. Yeah. Oh, oh, the, my brain, my brain would not accept what was going on initially. I'm like, this is not happening. Yeah, but I enjoyed it. My my main note would be, I wish instead of all like the fake Cat Valdez songs, it was just J Lo songs in right. the movie. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I like it was J Lo's Notting Hill. What? Yeah, it was. What do you mean? Because that's what Notting Hill's about—a famous person falling in love with a non-famous person. Oh, Anna Scott. Yeah, just for uh, listeners, if you can hear it is. You're welcome, America, after dark. Oh. Ben and I having a little bev. Mm. Mm. Okay, so that was that. <laughs> that was that? That was that. I did get COVID. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Got COVID. There's nothing quite like going into the center of Glasgow, treating yourself to a wee pret-a-manger. You're sitting there and I'm like, right, and I'll go to Boots to get a test. I uh, got a test. I was in the car park of Buchanan Galleries in my hire car. Shout out to our Glasgow <laughs> listeners. I was like, I'm just going to do my, my swab, right? I'll do my, do my lateral flow, do my test. Right, I'll do it. And I'm just going to have done it. I'm just going to set my timer for 50. Oh, it's already red. It just went. <laughs> wow. Nothing like erasing the past however many years of living in London and Los Angeles to really bring you <laughs> crashing down to earth. <laughs> And then the car park of a shopping centre in Glasgow, in Glasgow <laughs> which is going to get demolished soon. Of course, we find out while you were sitting there. <laughs> well, I had to isolate there, so yeah. So I can't leave the car park. I need to isolate. So I was then isolating in uh, the Glasgow Airport Hotel for four nights. Mm. Yeah, nothing like spending your birthday waking up in a Holiday Inn at Glasgow Airport Hotel by yourself. I mean, that's the Cat Valdez dreams, isn't it? Marry me, marry me. That sounds gorgeous. Horrible. (laughs) But it was all fine and I'm alive and I'm back. Are there a couple other notes for you? Um, I did also isolate somewhere else and my aunt would bring me food. Mm -hmm. Um, She's shopping for me. She got me lots of baked beans. Perfect. Lots of baked beans on toast. Well, I did enjoy the the picture you sent me on your birthday, which was uh, just uh, (laughs) you having a gin and tonic, a very small bowl of olives and just uh, a little white bowl filled with like four crisps. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, happy birthday to me. Lovely. (laughs) Also, I sent you that clip of that TV show I watched. Yes. Which was Helen Skelton. Skelton? Helen Skelter, whatever her name is. Helter Skelter. Helter Skelter. Skelter going to the McCain oven chips factory. I mean, it was just like, oh my God, like tasting chips. So that was going on. Also, at one point in the hire car, I did drive onto the wrong side of the road. Perfect. 
Yeah, it's coming out of Tesco and Mogai, and I just drove right into the wrong side. I was like, "Oh, okay, fix that." And that was that was basically my trip. I did. I mean, like I said, I did go to to Spain and Paris as well. But I know you just wanted to hear about. Yeah, I, I don't want to hear about Spain and Paris. Who cares? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Lovely. Uh, in, in general, I am thinking, what is Scotland trying to say to me? Because last time I went to Scotland, poor with the brain every day. This time I got COVID and got stuck at that airport hotel. <laughs> like, do you want me? Do you not want me? What are you saying, Scotland? <laughs> Well, you haven't missed much here. Okay. Uh, Chris, Crystal came uh, and we had a weekend, uh, a lost weekend. Files deleted. That's what I'll say about that weekend. Oh, yeah. I, I, as I said, I got. I told you before, I got a call um, from podcast. And it was Michael about that weekend where he was like, oh, yeah, I stayed overnight in your bed. I was like, okay. <laughs> there was a lot happening when Crystal came to town. I did things I've, uh, I went to a gay pool party. There was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot we went happening. To two gay po- we went to two gay pool parties because we had the other one we went to. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Two gay pool parties. One, in, one under the cover of darkness and one in there blazing light of day <laughs> the blazing los angeles sunshine it was quite something the promoter performed two original singles don't worry about it Oof. <laughs> shall we do some feedback let's do it so our good old pal disco drive through daniel john got in touch and let us know actually re are saying there are no stoner movies apparently i said female stoner movies i apologize i redact that he says there is, he says, no female stoner movies, question mark. Surely you've seen this masterpiece. And then it is a link to the trailer for an Anna Faris vehicle called Smiley Face from 2007. And I watched the trailer and it appears to be the whole movie is Anna Faris having to get to the beach to pay her like weed dealer after she's accidentally in a whole batch of weed cupcakes. Okay. Sure. Listen. If there's someone I'll I'll blindly follow with any vehicle, especially from the mid two thousands, it's Anna Faris. Oh, totally. She's queen of my heart. So sure. Thanks for that. So Camille in Glasgow got in touch. She was essentially okay. I didn't post the 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 logo from the four twenty special for quite a while. I was traveling with COVID. Thank you, you everyone. Were trapped in Europe. I was trapped in Europe. <laughs> trapped in Europe. Photoshop is a different Photoshop there. Different plug. <laughs> So, yeah, she was just really wanting to know, like, where that was because she wanted to make some comments. I then posted it and she didn't write any comments. Oh. Shout out and calling you out. But she said, I wanted to comment Long Beach County is mentioned in many a Snoop Dogg song. LA County down to Long Beach County and then it's Orange County. Yes. Because Snoop Dogg is from Long Beach. He is. And he went to high school with Cameron Cameron Diaz. Diaz. (laughs) Yeah. What did you say? Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. He said Diaz. Che, 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 che Diaz. Che? Thanks, Camille. This feedback's from my mum. <laughs> Uh-oh. This is a WhatsApp exchange between me and my mother, Laura York. Apropos of nothing. First message from Laura. Been meaning to ask you, why did you and Ben stop doing the podcast? What? Me. We haven't. In fact, we've released two episodes this month. How dare you, Laura. Oh, my iPad always pinged me, but hasn't. I'll listen to one tonight. <laughs> Tell me what to look up. My response. The name of our show. <laughs> You're welcome, America. <laughs> the show she has been on. <laughs> the show she has been on, exactly. <laughs> I'll find it. Listening. Weed stories made me smile. That was the end of it. And then um, I think she's referring to me exposing her for smoking weed in the in the Caribbean for the first time <laughs> in her life. Then she 
Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> a, little pre- a little preview to our segment at the end of the show. She pitched a name for our Avatar 2 update segment. Which, Should I save that for later? Yeah, save that for later. We'll Just get to that. Listeners, we will be doing our Avatar 2 updates at the end of every show. So get excited about that. And then actually, I didn't even notice this before, but the next message sent, I think, uh, three days later just says, watching a world's best hotels. And it's Beverly Hills Hotel. Has the largest pool in L.A. That's it. It's the largest <laughs> pool in LA. Uh, no, I, she. There, there was a lot of information that followed up that I think she got it wrong. I oh. don't know what. Maybe it was when it was built or something. Yeah. Beverly Hilton. So then she just sent me the words Beverly Hilton and then it's on nine acres. And I was like, I think the Beverly Hills Hotel is not the Beverly Hilton. It's not. They're two different places. Completely different places. Then she sent me a link, which was, is that long. Oh my <laughs> She's copy and pasted the longest hyperlink I've ever seen known to man. And then she followed up saying, that was supposed to be the location. And when you open that hyperlink, it just sends you to... Um, <laughs> Is it a pin drop to her house? <laughs> it's the Beverly Hilton. I don't understand what she's talking about. Right. <laughs> Guys, just a little insight into conversations with my mom over WhatsApp. Get it together, Laura. Come <laughs> never. on. She never will. Thank you for your lovely feedback. Please do get in touch on our Instagram or Twitter or email. And, oh, rate and review us. Rate and review us, Snapper Podcasts. Oh, yeah, and our DMs are open on on Twitter. I didn't realize they were closed. We got a message from uh, Tom uh, Leonard saying that our DMs are closed, and I opened them. Don't know so what that means. I, I'm not really sure, but no. let those fun messages. What do people send, like, nudes on Twitter DMs? I don't yeah, know. It's pretty racy on Twitter. Yeah, what great. was Tom sending? Just a nude? No. <laughs> what was it? Mm, that's a great question. Can't remember. Oh, great. <laughs> so, <laughs> so do send us DMs on Twitter. <laughs> As you can see, we're really on top of the admin. <laughs> As ever in every episode, we do a UK topic, an American topic, and we work out the UK or US equivalent. You know how it works. Whatever. Babes, you're up first with our UK topic. I don't know what it's going to be. <laughs> what is it? Well, strap in. It's pretty exciting. Uh-oh. I'm going to read the... Uh, <laughs> The Wikipedia description. W.H. Smith, <laughs> colloquially known as Smith's, is a British retailer headquartered in Swindon, England. That's right. I'm talking about W.H. Smith. <laughs> Your topic is <laughs> a news agent. Oh, yeah. W.H. <laughs> Smith. So, first of all, headquartered in Swindon. You know who's mm. from Swindon? Billy Piper. Billy Piper. <laughs> can't, can't ever hear the word Swindon without thinking of her. <laughs> when you hear Swindon, does your head just go, do, do, edibet. Do, we could do, do anything. Do, edibet. We could do anything. <laughs> Is that what it says? Yeah, it's we could do anything. I didn't know that. What, what are you saying? Adabub. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's, we could do anything. Because that's what she says. We could do anything that we want. <laughs> Exactly. What were you saying? Adabababab. No, just like, I just thought it was like a kind of, you know, like the beginning of a local Swindon dialect. Which is like, da 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 Which I actually think is something in Swedish. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Anyway, not Billie Eilish, not Billie Holiday. Come on. Not Billie Idol. Not Billie, Billie Piper. We could do anything if we want. <laughs> I never knew that. I just thought she was like, it was just like noises. <laughs> Well, anyway, Swindon. W.H. Smith. W.H. Smith. (laughs) It is a retailer in the UK, a staple of the UK high street. I feel like we often trip-trop down a high street on this podcast, which really just means an American translation, just a a shopping, main shopping Mm -hmm, district. mm -hmm. It is a staple. It is famous for selling a vast array of magazines and newspapers. Yes. Greeting cards, stationery, and books. 
Mm. I just when I think of WH Smith, I just think of one of those WH Smith poly bags, and inside I've maybe got some uh, some extra chewing gum. You know what I mean? <laughs> what are our thoughts and memories about WH Smith? Well, so. it's funny you brought this up because in Scotland it would either be WH Smith or RS McCall's, which is just called McCall's, right. which just today has gone bankrupt. Oh shit! So WH Smith is just going to really storm all over that, I believe. Right. Anyway. Um, my memories of W. Smith is very much like I'm at a train station, yep. I'm waiting for the train, I nip in and get some things, or I'm maybe 14, 13 years old mm. and I'm going in to buy Attitude magazine gay times. or the Gay Times. Right. And I'm and I'm I'm in that line, I'm in that queue, and maybe am I buying like something else to put on top of it? Of course. Am I handing over cover down? You know. Well, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. So I had the exact same problem where I lived in a very small village. I don't think our local post office even stocked Gay Times or Attitude. Like, they had a very small magazine selection. And I couldn't go there because Anne and Keith, you know, <laughs> Anne and Keith would know the truth and it would get around the village. So I would then... Um, well, they, would, they, would they tell the town crier? Yeah, exactly. Hear ye, hear ye. Fraser is a gay. Put him in the stocks. <laughs> exactly. Tar and feather him. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So... My go-to move was mm-hmm. there was a WH Smith in, you know, the city center of Norwich. I wasn't going there. I was using the WH Smith at the train station. Here's my thought process. Tra- wait a minute, wait a minute. A lot people, of foot traffic. People coming, going transient. Transient. No one's going to yeah. remember a face, despite the fact that I think people that work at WH Smith in the train station recognize the same people every single day because Norwich is a very small place. Yeah. However. And also everyone used the train station. Yeah, of course. It was, it was not an airtight plan, but that's, yeah, I would, I would think, I felt like I would like flip flop between gay times and attitude, but yeah, I would do, I would definitely do cover down. And I think I would buy like maybe food, like maybe some snacks some like sweets, yeah. you know, bag of crisps, bag of McCoy's. To be like, to be like my, my whole existence isn't just being a gay. Yeah. I'm also hungry. <laughs> A dick. <laughs> also, also, okay, okay. So you're buying the magazine. Okay, you pretend I'm the cashier. Okay, you're buying the magazine. Oh, and I'm I'm what like seventeen? No, sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. Okay, so sure. I need to I need to make my voice sixteen year old me. Okay. Hi. Okay. Uh, just just these, please. Okay, so you put it over to me. Is it face down? Face down. Yeah. Okay, okay. Face down. Okay. Thank you. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna look at you in a certain way, and then I'm gonna be like, do you want a bag with that? <laughs> Yes, please. Uh, don't course, tell my mom. Of course. <laughs> of course, you need that bag. My mom knew. <laughs> please, come on. Or sometimes I would be like, no, I don't. Actually, do you know what? I don't need a bag. I, do you know what? Hold the bag. I'm going to carry it. I'm fine. I'm going to carry it. <laughs> carry it in like the crook of your arm, like a like a brown bag and a baguette if you were like a whimsical whimsical heroine in a rom-com. Exactly. Skipping around Glasgow with your gay times. Exactly. <laughs> Well, I couldn't do it at the one in the city centre because I'd applied for a job there and got rejected when I was uh, 15. So I felt like they knew my whole life story. I didn't want them to see me. Why did you get rejected? I, I said I put in an application. And I never heard back from them. Oh, well, that's not that's not like you went for an interview and they were no, like, it wasn't, no, it was. Yeah, they weren't like, oh, you can't. I don't know. You don't know the difference between a greeting card and a world atlas. You know, it's. <laughs> Those are two very different things. Exactly. That would so be the weight, that would be how weight I would, wise. <laughs> that would be how I wouldn't get the job if I couldn't tell the difference. Okay. okay. W.H. Smith. Let's talk about a couple of other things. Let's talk about stationery. When you did back to school, 
Where was your back to school location? So you probably went to some upscale guess, department store in Glasgow guess, called guess, Snobberoos or something. Guess where I would get my stationery from going going back to school. Come um, on. This should be hitting you in the face. What's that what's that company that just does the very high quality paper stock? Where, where does the queen get her like her letter writing materials no, from? Come on. Fortnum Masons? <laughs> Yes, just I got my 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 goose my goose feather quill pens from there. Yes. I, I would go. I would go to Paper Chase. Goose. I really like the way you said goose. Goose. Paper, Paper Chase, Chase. Of course. Of course. Get like some funky colors and things like that. I, I wasn't dealing with such riches as Paper Chase when I was buying school school supplies, like secondary school. Well, yeah. Once Paper Chase opened, it revolutionized my life. So I really lot of lot of stuff there. Ooh, side note. Do you remember when we were much younger? Yikes! Pens and pencils. <laughs> um, I'm gonna need more information. They than were that. like okay. They were really funky pencils that were all different <laughs> colors with like a funny rubber on the top, and oh, like the the wooden side was like bright pink or bright green. I'm not, yikes. It's not ringing a bell. It's very Nick, Nickelodeon aesthetic. Right. Okay, fine, whatever. Do you remember? I had this pen and it had all different, you could click down, you know, the yeah. ones where you click down. However, they were scented. Each one was a different scent. Yes. And I will say they all kind of smelled the same. <laughs> no, and none of, the, none of them wrote very well. No, not at all. No. All of them had like a licorice meets a kind of citrus, like floor cleaner scent. But I felt like I would spend hours writing, like writing with the pink, because I was like, you know. Yeah. You know. Writing a shopping list for W. H. Smith. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gay Times, Gay Attitude, Attitude Magazine. magazine. <laughs> um, what else can you buy gay from there? Glitter. Maybe maybe um, <laughs> the the prawn cocktail real McCoy's because they're pink. Yeah, pink. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Valentine's card for a man. Exactly. Um, <laughs> stationery wise, I was also very into like stationery tech. So, for example, remember when those pens came out? That they were pens, but you could also rub them out. Right. I was very big in that. You like new technology. Exactly. When Tipex brought out the Tipex mouse, I loved oh. that. <laughs> never quite, never quite worked, did it? No. Because it was always because you could never the thin the thickness of the line of Tipex that you would do across the page didn't quite. It was never big enough, especially for my, like, incredibly wild left-handed handwriting, which was filling the page. Mm. What's Tipex uh, America? Whiteout. White <laughs> so stupid. Why did we call it Tipex? I have no idea. Whiteout makes a lot more sense. Yeah. <laughs> so mm. I was talking, actually, I was talking to someone I work with earlier, and I was just floating the idea of WH Smith, because he actually used to live in the UK, so he kind of knew what I was talking about. And then we got into the conversation where I was really confused, because... I said, like, oh, you love... Everyone in America loves Trapper Keepers. They took their Trapper Keeper to school, right? Which yeah, is, what like... What was that? Just a pencil case? No, it's, like, a flat... Fun No. No, it's, like, a flat... It's almost like a file folder that has... It's basically, like, cardboard, or I think maybe plastic, and you put your, like, notebooks and, like... It, it stores more than one kind of book thing, and then there's a flap that goes over the top. So it's almost like if you were... A lawyer or an attorney, and yeah, you were so taking if, all your stuff to court, you would fill like a little thing with all your legal documents. So if you're like a 13-year-old lawyer... Yeah, completely. That's what a, a trapper keeper is. But he was he got very excited and started looking up trapper keepers from his childhood. Here's <laughs> the thing. I When I think W.H. Smith, I don't associate it with stationery. Oh, I can't. I can't think of anything but. I think of pencil cases. Let me tell you about this pencil case I had. Mm. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. I got an Aladdin, Disney Aladdin-themed pencil case. Mm-hmm. It was a square quite a chunky box and it had special 
compartments where you would press a button on the side and like a compartment would shoot out from the side oh. and it had like a pencil sharpener in it and you click that back in and then it was like you press something else and something else slid out and you could yeah, store your really, pencils yeah. and then you could just open it up and have like regular storage in the top but it had these like dead funky kind of as if I'd been scouring the <laughs> scouring the bazaar in Agrabah and I found this magical box that could store all my pencils. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I got really excited when I remembered Agrabah. <laughs> could you see the Agrabah. look on my face when I remembered it? <laughs> now, another big thing at WH Smith, which yes. I only realized when I was looking it up, is that they are the official partner of the Rich and Judy book club. Okay, now we're talking <laughs> because I think WH Smith, in fact, I, th- I think quite specifically the one in Glasgow Airport, which I spent a lot of time in recently. And I think of, I think thinking of magazines, thinking of snacks, and I'm thinking those books. You've got to get those, those books. Those beach reads. Oh, you've got to, yeah, because yeah, they are famously at a lot of airports and train stations. So you can always pick up a lovely beach read from mm. there. I feel like there was a real period of time where, I'm, you know, I'm actually proud of this because I think she's a good author where I was, I read the entire back catalogue of the Irish author, Marion Keys. You know who I'm talking about? I've seen... Rachel's Holiday. Watermelon. <laughs> no. What is this? <laughs> I'm not going to explain my love of Marion Keys to you, but just any listeners that like Marion Keys, hit me up. I've been too busy um, reading the 2020 Booker Prize uh, written by a Scottish author. It's called Shuggy Bane. <laughs> 2020. Um, I'm not reading Marion Keys in 2020. Yeah, tell you what, this book is real hard work. <laughs> yeah, well, they usually are if they're winning awards. I know. It's like an Oscar movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I, don't I don't watch them. Watch no, yeah. I'm not interested. No, watch what? Marry Me. Yeah, Marry Me, Marry Me. Say yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good song. Did you like the one about going to the... Go, is that one about going to church? That kind of like sexy nun. Oh my God. Them. Yes, and all the all the dancer dresses sexy nuns. Yeah. <laughs> Baffling. Really fun. <laughs> And I love the fact that it was like a fully international televised concert with like a really wild kind of fan base of like children to old people. That I know. Just can't get enough of Cat Valdez's, you know, weird kind of satanic <laughs> Catholic <laughs> anthem. I was like, there's no one that has that much global appeal as a, as an artist. I yeah. don't think. Yeah. What about like the Spice Girls back in the day? Well, no, the Spice Girls now actually. Yeah. They have people they our age. They have lots of kids. They do. They do. Because kids love the spy. Of course they do, because well, they're colourful and they're fun music. And all all parents are our age. Right, that And they're sense. like, listen to one of me. So when they did their tour a couple of year, a few years ago, it was like loads of kids were there as well. <laughs> Every time I think about the Spice Girls coming back, all I can think of is that song. You got the this, that, that, ba do that, ba ba do that, ba da singing album track Voodoo. Get you, yeah, yeah. I remember the two of us went to buy the greatest hits together at Virgin Megastore in Oxford Circus. And then there are photos somewhere of us doing that. Yeah, you're right. Us like posing with the Spice Girls greatest hits, being like, ooh, new tracks. Let's make the headlines. Uh, uh, w. Smith? w. Smith. Oh yeah, Richard, Richard and Judy. Judy. Oh, okay, the what the 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 UK equivalent of like the Reese Witherspoon book club, yeah. Oprah's book club. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's Richard, Richard and Judy. Oh, <laughs> Judy loves a good book. Imagine if back in the day Regis and Kelly were married mm. and and you flip their ages. <laughs> <laughs> That's Richard and Judy, right? Yeah. That's a good description of them, right? <laughs> 
remember that time she went to the, the national TV at the NTAs? Oh, and, her, and just her bra was hanging <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, her like, top fell down. So <laughs> she was just like doing acceptance speeches in a bra. <laughs> remember when didn't he steal wine from a supermarket as well that was like a really big thing richard madeley accidentally stole wine from a supermarket and got arrested at like a tesco i think and also shout out to my friend fran who uh, said that she never connected with uh, judy finnegan more than when she read this interview where richard madeley was talking about their daily routine and he said that they'd both wake up he would get up go downstairs make coffee do a thousand things and he'd come back in and judy would be sitting on the end of the bed staring out of the window <laughs> The whole time, Fran was like, I've never felt so seen. She's like, oh, my husband does that. He gets up and like does a thousand things and I'm just sitting staring at one spot. <laughs> really connecting with old Judes. Uh, I was trying to find some kind of article because I wanted to see if any celebrities had worked at WH Smith. But all it really gave me was a a wild selection of Google images of people signing their books at WH Smith. So I'm just going to talk fun. you through some characters that we have. Uh, we have Jess Wright from The Only Way Is Essex signing her book, mm. uh, which is... Uh, a troublesome item. Um, What's it called? Fraser is craning at the image to try and read it. (laughs) It's got that very specific font. Oh, (laughs) excuse you. She has three books out. I believe it's a, it's a series called the sparkling series, sparkling, a box set you can get, which includes uh, sparkling souls, sparkling stars, sparkling stilettos. Oh, Jess, you little minx. Is she doing fiction? (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, are these fiction? Novels? <laughs> are these fiction? <laughs> I sounded like Yoda. Fiction these are. <laughs> fiction? Fiction? Jess writes. Now, a book that we really need to talk about. I see Caricatona here. Mm. Unfortunately, I see Gino DeCampo signing what I assume is a recipe book. Uh, Nigella Lawson, another great recipe. Then a real fun... Oh, uh, Abby Clancy. She's a real celebrity we haven't mentioned out loud for, for quite wow. some time. Hey, Abby Clancy. Abby Clancy. My favorite thing is we have uh, Talisa signing her book, Honest, colon, my story so far. Mm, <laughs> so far. So far. Our little female boss. Right, question for you. Um, if you were going into a WH Smith back in the day, going to get a snack. What are you going to get? What are you going to get? Well. A chalky bar or something. Well, so yes, this is so much like. A newsagent is a real UK term, mm-hmm. um, and that means that they sell cigarettes, <laughs> bags of crisps, chocolate, and mints. Don't you think that's kind of the full, I mean, mints like breath mint, not mints, not mints. M-I-N-C-E. Yeah. <laughs> breath, breath mints. Bre- breath mints, yeah, like a pack of lamb mints. <laughs> minty, minty lamb. I'm going to pick up gay times. <laughs> 500 grams of mint lamb. <laughs> and a new folder. Mm. No, uh, I am... I, um, I would always favor a, because I think actually W.H. Smith did used to do kind of a meal deal almost. I think you could get like oh. a, I'd get like a bag of McCoys. Yep. And then I would love, and I would still love this now, a raisin and biscuit Yorkie bar. Oh, lovely. Not for girls. Not for girls. Not very, for girls. A very beefy version of a, of a fruit and nut is, is the Yorkie raisin and biscuit. It's fruit pretty much nut. the same thing. Fruit and nut. I yummy. love fruit and nut. Fruit and nut from the fridge. What is it they... Uh, tell me this. Riddle me this. Uh-huh. What do they do to those raisins that are fruit and nut that makes them so, like... I don't know. Just... Uh, you know what I mean? There's, like, a real... like Those raisins are very specific. I feel like you never taste that kind of raisin outside of... Is it just because I'm eating chocolate at the same time? Yeah, I think so. It's just the chocolate. Interesting. But I don't think that if I eat a, chocolate, a chocolate-covered raisin, it doesn't taste mm. the same as a fruit and nut. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. You're picking up what I'm putting down? Okay, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm a little drunk. I'm going to buy... <laughs> A boost. 
Oh, we love a boost. Yeah, <laughs> a boost bar. I'm going to get real McCoys like you. I'm going to get a water. I'm going to get a Lucozade. And we're going to get some extra mints, extra chewing gum. Stranger, Chug, chuggy, as we would call it. Chuggy. Strange internal structure of a boost, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Kind of like a thick outside and then like kind of a lot of floating debris in the middle, but no real core. Kind of like space dust. Yeah, like a dust with like little balls of something. Like crunchy balls. Yeah, yeah. but like everything very hard on the outside, very... But, 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 that, that inside was, <laughs> it had a real integrity to it. Because yeah. you could nibble around the whole thing <laughs> and you would get to the middle and it would just be like a long, yeah, still be there. Yeah, really curious to know what is in a boost. I don't even know what they, what they market a boost as. Do they still exist? A boost? I'm saying it like you know. A boost. Boost. Oh, sometimes I don't know what my accent is. Talking to you, this country. I think it's a pretty clear US equivalent of WH Smith. Yeah. Obviously the book component makes you want to say like a Barnes and Noble. No. But I think it has to be a Hudson News. Has to be a Hudson has News. Has to be a Hudson News. Now, do Hudson News exist outside of airports? No. I think they truly are only a transit based Okay. Thing. Which works with our WH Smiths in the many transport terminals in exactly, the UK. Exactly, exactly. Because I feel like Barnes and Noble kind of has the Barnes and Noble's Waterstones. The they have the lock on just a bookstore, don't yeah, they? Yeah. And also there's no such thing as a news agent in this country. There's no, no such like thing a, as a corner shop. You got like a bodega. You have you a bodega, get. yeah. A bodega or like a mini mart, I believe, which mini is mart. just like kind of like a corner shop, but yeah. it doesn't have that quite liquor stores also really serve as like corner shops here don't they like yeah but, where you can... but they don't normally sell papers and stuff there do they no but you can get cigarettes and alcohol and crisps yeah <laughs> great gorgeous little trio so yeah i think it's pretty pretty straightforward and simple the u.s equivalent of wh smith is hudson news you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> And as if no time has passed and no one's eating a burrito, we're back. <laughs> back from the break. I did the incredibly exciting British topic, WH Smith. So that means Ben's doing our American topic. What have you got for me, babes? It is a surprise for you. Yeah. My American topic today is Kathy Griffin's My Life in the D-List. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm going to think... that theme tune go? I'm going to sing the theme tune right now. <clears throat> okay, let's see if I can get it right. Get out of my way. You A-list bore. Boring. Boring. My Prada... No. My Prada shoes. Because as much as yours. I work twice as hard to, to get, get half as far as you. When you're living life on the D-list. Now you can put in the real theme tune right <laughs> here. Okay, here's the thing. Get out of my way, you A-list boys. My Prada shoes are as good as yours. Yeah. I work twice as hard to get half as far as you. Cause I ain't no ass to kiss when you're living life on the D-list. Okay, so Kathy Griffin's My Life on the D-list. I just... I've just envisaged in my head, even though everyone's going to know this, that this episode is called W.H. Smith and My Life on the T-List. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it was a reality show, show, a reality show, and aired in Bravo from 2005 to 2010. Um, this is the, the Wikipedia okay. like, bio. The series follows the struggle of self-proclaimed <laughs> D-list celebrity Kathy Griffin to climb the Hollywood ladder. This often includes scheming for publicity with staffers Jessica, Tiffany, and Tom. Her relationships with her parents and her now ex-husband were also featured. I mean, that's it. 
<laughs> so uh, the show did win two Emmys. Yep. And it was awesome. <laughs> and those, her winning the Emmys was part of the show, wasn't oh, it? Oh, massive part of the show. Remember when she said, suck it, Jesus? <laughs> She's oh, like, Jesus man. doesn't help me at all. Suck it, Jesus. A lot of people come up here and they thank Jesus for this award. I want you to know that no one had less to do with this award than Jesus. <laughs> he didn't help me a bit. If it was up to him, Caesar Milan would be up here with that damn dog. So all I can say is, suck it, Jesus. This award is my God now. So, so funny. This show, and shout out to the person who is uploading episodes to YouTube at the moment, because I've got really back into them. <laughs> I just think this show is an utter, utter work of art. It's yeah. up there with... The comeback. Yep. In it, it should be papers should be written about it. <laughs> courses should be I don't know done on it. Agreed. It's just so utterly phenomenal because she. So Kathy Griffin for UK listeners who don't know who she is, she is an American comedian. She got into some hot water when she held a a fake bloodied mask of the previous president. Whatever. <laughs> we don't care. In fact, we 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 approve. <laughs> yeah. Great. More of that, please. And this was her reality show. But yeah, the whole conceit that a celebrity, because she was in Suddenly Susan in the 90s. She was indeed. And she was also in Seinfeld as well, briefly. So always working, always doing her thing. But for her, a certain point in her career to realize, I'm famous, but I'm really not famous. And to just go for it. And to recognize that in every episode of the show, she's going to like a shit casino to do a gig <laughs> or she's somewhere else. It was like, her flopping at like a corporate gig, wasn't yes. it? <laughs> flopping a corporate gig or like doing something where she says something inappropriate and people boo her off stage and she's like running away to get into the car. <laughs> or like a like a dog charity event. That she's <laughs> yeah. And it's just her on the red carpet being like, oh, look, it's me and like joy for tone bringing our dogs to this dog charity so good (laughs) so i am gonna play a little game with you okay it's called d-list or don't list (laughs) and i'm gonna read i came up with this in the plane by the way wow that altitude and you have to tell me if the the scene i describe is on the d-list or if it's not it's on the don't list okay so d-list or don't list and what's the don't list not real yeah okay real or not real (laughs) it's true or false okay okay d-list or don't list Liza Minnelli gives Kathy an acting lesson for her Law and Order SVU appearance, and Liza smokes throughout. <laughs> D-list, of course. D-list. Because the actual filming, I love that episode because <laughs> Kathy Griffin goes to film Law and Order SVU, and she basically is making a joke of it and having fun in the show, and then you see her, she like fucks up the lines, and they go back to the dressing room, and she's like, fuck, she's like... And she keeps going to her sister. She's like, no, Tom, this is real. Like, I'm really fucking this up. People are really, really angry with me. It's so funny because she's like fucking around with like iced tea and like Marissa Kahagate and like doing the stuff for the show. And then she's like, oh God, <sighs> she keeps going. I haven't done this for so long. I've forgotten how to act. It's really funny. <laughs> and also in the episode, Liza features twice. Yeah. So like at the beginning, it's like her prepping <laughs> and like Kathy just walks into a room and Liza's just like, hi, doll. And like <laughs> sitting there pretty much with two cigarettes yeah. in her hand. They go through the scene and Liza takes it so seriously. Yeah. It's amazing and at the end of the episode she goes to see her again and it's like how did it go doll <laughs> it's so weird because i watched my life on the d-list and then when i moved to america and i did my law and order svu watch it right from the very <gasps> beginning i watched kathy griffith's episode she's really good at it it's is like she? She, she plays like a serious it's like a serious character she's she, like a pretty isn't big she a lesbian character. in it she is and yeah. she tries to kiss she kisses mariska hagate and she kisses uh what's his flaps Christopher Maloney. Okay. I don't know who those people are. The guy with the, the big bum. 
the really hot guy, the bald guy. Christopher Maloney. I, in my head, I go to, isn't there an X Factor contestant? Someone Maloney. It's Christopher, yeah, yes. Is it the same name? <laughs> I don't know. I'm now, I'm now getting really confused about which one's which. We'll come back to this. Okay. Okay, so D-list or don't list. Rosie O'Donnell doesn't understand how the show works and constantly looks at and talks directly to the camera. I'm going to say D-list. <laughs> yeah. This is the amazing episode where they go to Star Island in yes. Miami and she hangs out with Gloria Estefan and then they go over to see Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. And she keeps just staring directly down the barrel <laughs> yeah. of the camera. And like doing a side, so yeah. like bits to the camera. And Kathy's like, Rosie, it doesn't work like yeah, she's that. She's like, Rosie, this isn't a sitcom. Yeah. You can't keep looking at the camera. <laughs> That's such a good episode. It's so good. I love that she stays in Glo- with like Gloria Estefan, and she's just driving yeah. around and like. Well, in that also, when Kathy got her her talk show, her two season talk show on Bravo, um, Gloria Estefan did the. I think she wrote the the theme tune or did like a remix of it right. or something. <laughs> also, side note, Kathy Griffin's talk show had some phenomenal moments. Do you ever watch that? Yeah, it was really so, good. There was an episode where she goes and does. Like she goes to a group of old people and she gets them to watch last week's episode of the show and does like a focus group with them about what the show is. It's just, it's like a real mind fact. Anyway. So I just want to clear up. Christopher Maloney is from, hang on, just to clear everything up. They are both called Christopher Maloney, but Maloney is spelled differently. It's M-E-L-O-N-I is the actor. And Maloney E-Y is the So can you show me the guy with the big bum, please? Yeah. Because I don't know who this is. This guy. Oh, yes. Wait, he's, he's got a big bum? Yeah. He's on. very hot. Christopher Maloney. Ass. Just keep going. I'll find a naked picture of Christopher Maloney. <laughs> okay. Um, D-list or don't list. Kathy puts on two shows in prison. Oh, yeah. That is D-list. I remember that. Yeah. Because th- also, I, I, I feel like I'm, <laughs> we didn't set this up for me to tell the story of each episode. <laughs> You're doing that, very well. That's one of my favorite scenes is when she's walking past death row and she's like, <laughs> someone goes, I want to kill you from <laughs> yeah. death row. And she's like, get in line, honey. It's so <laughs> funny because it's like a real moment. Okay. Final one. D-list or don't list. Kathy gets a public pap smear in front of a live audience at a Hollywood hotel pool. <laughs> well, I can tell you that is also D-list. <laughs> <laughs> Who's it with? Katie Couric? Uh, no, she no, no, no. She does it because Katie Couric got a colonoscopy on TV. So she decides <laughs> that if Katie Couric can do that and get famous, she can get a pap smear on TV and get famous. It's really fun. I was watching it today, and um, so she's like, she's like in her her bathing suit, just like waving to everyone in the audience. And there's like a sheet over her body. So um, and t- uh, assistant Tiffany's standing with a microphone, saying things like, "The speculum has been inserted," <laughs> and they're like whispering to the doctor and being like. That is the lubricant. It's really fun. <laughs> oh, Tiffany. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we should shout out to the, the side characters. Mm. Assistant Tiffany, Assistant Jessica. And then what's the guy's name? Tom. Tom. My favorite thing about Tom is that he had uh, chikatilla mania. So he would, when he was nervous, yeah. would pull out his, eyebrow- his eyebrows and eyelashes. Yeah. And as the show went on, he like fully lost his eyebrows yeah. and his eyelashes, which is kind of not funny because it is a mental illness, but it was kind of funny. Yeah. And then her parents obviously were in it oh. as well. So cute. What I love about this show is that, yes, it's really ridiculous and silly at times, but also, as you mentioned, like her getting shouted at in death row is totally real. Or when her father dies, she really talks about it and is in tears. And it's just, it is such a great, well-rounded, perfect TV show. Yeah, it really is. I've got a big highlight for both of us. When she spends the day 
getting papped with Adnan Galib. Oh, that is hilarious. Yeah, so, so it's right. the time when Adnan Galib, a former paparazzo, is <laughs> who is now dating in 2007, is dating Britney. Yeah. And so Kathy essentially calls him up and says, I want some press, and spends the day just hanging out with him, getting <laughs> photographed. Yeah. And there are moments they're driving around in a convertible, and Britney's calling him, and he's like, hi, baby, and, like, speaking to him. <laughs> and you just see Kathy's face like, oh, my God. <laughs> Perfect. I also, I, th- I feel like she might have had them all taken off of YouTube, but there was a period of time where I would, just for comfort, I would always watch shows. So back in the day when Bravo was all kinds of shows and not just Housewives, they would ha- she would always have a special on Bravo, like a comedy special, yeah. like a live recorded comedy stand-up special. And there was a period of time where I was just rotating around watching her comedy specials for like comfort. I think that was a weird period of time where you, where we talked about My Life on the D-List in London and I was kind of maybe going through it a little bit and I really turned to that show and watched it like I churned through it and watched it like over and over again. Yeah. She really got me through some, some dark times, much like she did with you. Yeah. Well, she also, (laughs) she, um, she has not only, she got two Emmys, she's a Grammy award winner. She has the world record for the most televised TV specials of any comedian ever. And that's either male or female. So yeah. And what's kind of fun is in the episodes of life in the D list, they insert bits of, her stand-up shows. Yeah. I saw her do the... I saw the show that she did post the whole Trump thing. Yes. Before she got sick. When before she, she was, fainted. Yes. It was... This was like... I saw her in London. And me and my friend Paddy went to see her at the, the theatre to do the show. It was so, so good. Like, it was such a funny show because it was... She did... She talked about all the Trump stuff, the Secret Service, all this crazy stuff. But then occasionally she just threw in, like, stories about the Kardashians. It was so funny. <laughs> Well, I think one of her stories was when that whole thing happened with the mask, she was having dinner with Kris Jenner, I think Melanie Griffith. (laughs) And Kris Jenner was just like, it's fine. Just (laughs) apologize. It'll blow over. We do it all the time and then we apologize and it's fine. Um, I saw her a few years ago before all that happened at Dorothy Chandler Pavilion in downtown LA and Maggie was in the audience. A gorgeous venue. And the show, I think, ended up being like three and a half hours long. Yeah. Because she was just... Just going and going, so good. Same one that I did. It went on and on and on. But like, I was, I could have, I could have stayed there all night. It was fantastic. I'm like, what is going to happen next with Kathy? Because I'm fascinated because she's so talented. She's so good. Well, she's had a few since she's been recovering from from uh, having cancer. She's done. I think that she started doing TV, like, guest star roles on comedy shows and stuff. Is yes, she on, like, Search Party? She was, but that was before she had her operation. So uh, she she had, um, I don't know which time, but a certain type of cancer, and she had to have throat surgery. Yeah. So she still hasn't got her full voice back. Right. Um, but, I mean, she has to have some sort of show or something. Yeah. Well, the Amazon documentary that was basically kind of the stand-up that I saw. Yeah but mixed with her like real life stuff was really good as well. But that was self-funded. Yeah, of course. She's the best. And she's <laughs> she's bought back all her comedy specials as well. Oh, so she now owns all the rights and everything. I'm happy to pay for those specials. I feel like they I I watched them for free for for a little too long. I I'm happy to give her that my money for that yeah. to be honest. I would love to see her out and about. I, she'd be a she'd be someone I would really lose it if I saw them. Oh, totally. I, like way more than if I saw like an A-lister. In real I, life. If I saw her in real life, I would lose it. Yeah. She's very special to me. I also think uh, when she does recover, which I'm sure she will, when she goes on tour again, she could sell out like anything. Yeah. She sold out that, she sold out like this huge theatre in London when we were like, it was the... um, And she's not even that famous in the UK. No, it was the 
Mary Poppins theatre. You know the one on um, oh, the one off of Old Compton Street. No, no, the one no. off of Oxford Street. I want to say the Palladium. Oh, I don't know. So, like, you know when you go off of Oxford Street and you're walking to Covent Garden and there's that theatre on the left-hand side? There's that walk, <laughs> that walk, that place that's called, like, Walk to Work oh, on your left. Are we near, are we near Jewel? Where Jewel used to yes, be? Jewel, yes, Jewel. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, 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 not no, that, no. Not that no, theatre. I'm going gonna, gonna to really orient you. You come okay. out of Oxford Circus Tube Station. Okay, but yeah, come on. There are, like, eight exits. Hold on. And then you, so you're at the exit, so you're, you're looking across Oxford Street to Topman. You're on the other R. side. R.I.P. R.I.P. You're on the other side of the street. Okay. Um, and then you can turn around and there's a street behind you. It's it's not Regent Street. It's like... The one, the kind of the snicket that goes to Liberty. Little, the snicket that goes to Liberty. It's exactly that. The theatre that's on the snicket that goes to Liberty. And there's like a Five Guys. And then that weird that weird um, Asian fusion place that's called Walk to Work. Which I think <laughs> is actually a pun on Walk to Work. Which doesn't make any sense. Yes. Uh, London listeners, please please let me know if Walk, walk to Work is still exists. Did, did it survive? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm actually not sure it even existed when I still lived in London. But <laughs> it's all I can remember. <laughs> isn't, there, isn't there a Garfunkel's right around there, there as there well? There is, definitely. I mean, for a while there was a Bella Italia as well. <laughs> <laughs> I know I say this story all the time. But I told you about that time my friend went on a date in London. And he said he was taking her to a local, his favourite local Italian. And it was oh. Bella Italia. <laughs> And we were, like, not young. Like, this is wow. when we lived in London. So we're talking, like, late 20s, early 30s. Wow. <laughs> My local Italian. I guess it is a local Italian <laughs> restaurant, but, like, that ain't run by an Italian person, sir. <laughs> it's run by Bella. <laughs> Her name's Bella Italia. <laughs> My, My name is Bella Italia. <laughs> oh, my God, that would be really good backstory if they like if they changed it all and they're like oh yes run by bell time <laughs> anyway kathy griffin my life in the d-list do check out episodes on youtube while they're still around i think it briefly aired in the uk on e because she does a trip on one episode to london where she hangs out with graham norton and she has like a weird meeting in an office with ricky gervais oh and doesn't she pretend to fall out of a black cab yes and she's oh she's dating <laughs> with someone from football footballers wives <laughs> Gary Lucy? No, Gary Lucy. Like, someone who's... I don't even remember. Oh, Gary Lucy. Gary Lucy. He's a real... Cro- there's a real crop of those men that really were quite formative. I actually... Last weekend, me and uh, Andrew were talking about Will Meller. Oh, Will Meller. Okay, what about... Wait a minute. <laughs> what about that guy? He was in Brookside. Oh, my God. And he was very tanned. We've talked about him... <laughs> We've talked about Philip Olivier. Philip on, on Olivier. The one, on the one occasion, he did a sec- he did sexy calendars, didn't he? And, showed, and showed his bum. He was a- another real formative gay of my time. I'm going to see what Philip Olivier is up to. That. He would do maybe an attitude cover that we'd go by W.H. Smith. Oh, God, yeah. I was definitely... He'd do like the naked issue of... Was yes. it is it attitude that did the naked issue? Yeah. Oh, my God. I feel like typing Philip Olivier into, uh, into Instagram isn't going to give me the results that I need. Yeah, no, I'm getting a lot of... Hang on, I'm going to have to take this to Google. Please do carry on. Oh my God, the last thing... (laughs) The last thing I was Googling was Christopher Maloney naked. (laughs) Is he doing panto? Okay, well, the first post appears... He appears to have... Oh my God, he has a picture with four children sitting on a sofa. And three of them appear to be holding a scan of a baby. So I'm not sure if they're announcing that they're having another three children to make... To make seven. Is he doing panto, did you say? Yeah, panto. Next post down is him promoting that he's going to be in Goldilocks and the Three Bears Panto. Where? 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 Um, Which local town? It'll be like a Theater, Chester. Theatre Royal St. Helens. Saint, I don't know where St. Helens is. St. Helens, Merseyside. So. Oh, he runs a party bus 
company. Does he drive it? Oh, I mean, he needs to drive, drive it, it naked. Top off, yeah. <laughs> okay, Kathy Griffin, my life in the D-list. <laughs> stop, stop looking at Philip Olivier's I know, Instagram. now I'm looking at a picture of him with Mr. Motivator. Stop. What a strange world he lives in. Okay. Oh, by the way, side note, did you see that um, Alexandra Burke's going to do Panto and she's playing like the villain? Of course. Perfect. <laughs> so, and I say she's got a pretty good cast. Mm. It's like, it's like the high end Panto. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so category for my life in the D-list, what is the UK equivalent? I have a really weird answer. Okay. That I don't think it's quite right. Do you have any, anything you want well, to Well, I guess there? like, it, it, it's like a non-self-aware version was obviously totally Scott Lee. Yes, but it needs to be something that's clever. But that that was unintentionally. This that, there's a lot more thought to it than that. Um, mm. Saturday's twenty four seven. No, <laughs> which which should we announce? We are going to do a spin off series, and we're going to rewatch Saturday's twenty four seven. Their ITV two. Yep. Um, reality show. Anyway, get excited we'll get for us to talk for at length about absolutely nothing. nothing. So. <laughs> I was going to say that the UK equivalent of, of Kathy Griffin's My Life in the D-List was Extras. Because mm. it's like a weird hybrid of a show that's clever and surprising. Right. And there isn't anything else really like it. I guess. It's, I just, it's strange there's just not a docu- like a reality show that is the more direct equivalent of it, right? Yeah. Re- well, listeners out there, do get in touch if you can think of like a really clever... So many... So many shows are like flying through my head. Wags Boutique. <laughs> Pineapple Dance Studio. Pineapple Dance Studio. It always comes back to Wags Boutique. Us, it? We, like we talk about Wags Boutique we need all to, the time. We need to find an old episode of that and rewatch it. Oh God. How are we going to find an episode of Wags Boutique? I truly we think... We will find... I truly think we need to go to like ITV to, and... To Tiger Aspect we, to get yeah. like the, the master the, copy. We, uh, yeah, and we're going to have to like get them digitized. They're going to be on... Uh, what were those big tapes called that we used the to use at TV? Tapes, the No, I don't know. Anyway, so that's Kathy Griffin, my life in the deal can't think of the UK equivalent, so do get in touch and check it out <laughs> on YouTube. And Kathy, we love you and we cannot wait to see what yeah. you do next. Come on our podcast, Kathy. Oh. Right. Instead of welcome, not welcome, we are going to do our Avatar 2 updates. <laughs> We're doing updates all in the lead up to Avatar 2 finally coming out. <laughs> not paid spawn. <laughs> not paid spawn. Doing this purely off the back of our own ideas. Now, the first of all... We were trying to come up with what's the name for yeah. this this segment. So we we did ask people to get in touch with the name. When I was reading that feedback from my mother earlier, she had a suggestion which doesn't make any sense. Okay. It's all one word, and I believe it's meant to be a, a pun, and it says, Avatart and eat it. I can imagine your mum saying that, being really pleased that, oh, Laura. Avatart and eat it. It doesn't yeah. even make any sense, because like, there's no, it's not Avatart. I think she might think the film is called Avatart. Instead of Avatar. In fact, that's exactly what she thinks it is. Do you think? I think? I think if the film was called Avatar, then Avatar to eat it is a really funny name. But she's added that T in. So, Mum, if you're listening to this, let me know. Did you think the movie was called Avatar? <laughs> no, because the two in the end. Avatar 2. Meanwhile, Teddy, our friend Teddy, got in touch and he suggested calling it the... The Naview. <laughs> the Naview. The Naview. <laughs> You're now just going to put in some music for us right there, Fraser. Who knows what I'm going to make for this. This is sad. Very sad. Okay, so the big updates for Avatar 2. I've got two for you. Yeah. First of all, we've got a title. We do. And it, it reveals a lot about what landscape we're going to be in, right? Avatar... 
the way of water. Now. Well, well, he's been saying for years, old Jimmy Cameron, that he's like trying to perfect CGI water. Right. Did he do Waterworld? It looks it looks very Waterworld. I love Waterworld. I love Waterworld. Yeah. I have a deep, deep, deep seated fear of the ocean, as you know, and all the creatures that reside therein. But because I also love being scared, I love things set in the ocean. And like, I love like deep sea, I love shark things. I love, and this is going to have so many CGI monsters coming out of the ocean yeah. that it's going to make me sick to my stomach and I'm going to get like a sick thrill from it. I'm excited. So excited. There's some like promo pictures of the Navi just like riding some kind of Pandorian sea creatures. But bearing in mind, I saw this movie once on DVD, what, 12 years ago. I'm like, who are those people again? What's the story? What's going on? Unobtainium, Sam Worthington. Um, Fern Gully, The Last Fern Rainforest. Fern um, Sigourney Weaver. Mm-hmm. Giovanni Ribisi. <laughs> Famous Scientologist Giovanni Ribisi. Uh, forgotten Sam Worthington. Yep. I actually already mentioned him and you forgot that I mentioned him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is Michelle Rodriguez in the second one? I can't remember if she dies in the first one. I, I hope she didn't because I love Michelle Rodriguez. So the other big update is, so they released the logo and... Avatar is no longer in the papyrus font. Because oh. <laughs> remember, that was the big thing for a while. It was. Someone realized maybe like five years after right. the movie came out that the Avatar logo, the logo for the highest grossing movie of all time, was just in papyrus. That was that Ryan Reynolds sketch on... No, that was that Ryan Gosling sketch on SNL. Have you oh, seen yes. that? Yeah, where yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. it's papyrus. <laughs> so what? what is the font now? A wingding? Oh, it's kind of glowy. Helvetica? Glowy. Oh, <laughs> Times Roman two, so yeah, that's it. That's the that's the, the view for this week. I mean, at, at what point are we going to watch Avatar to prepare ourselves? Oh, for we're it? not there we should, yet. We're, we're like much closer to yet. the time. We have to do an Avatar special. Yeah, because I really when I I told you when I put that clip in when I was looking for that clip to do with that quiz that I did with you and I watched one scene of it. I was like, this is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. I'd like forgotten how bad it was. I think I'd we've elevated it with all this talk. Right, and that is it. Thank you for listening. Please get <laughs> what in touch on Instagram <laughs> and Twitter and all the other things. We would love your ratings and reviewing. So yes, we do please. thank you for listening. As we said, we've got some fun stuff coming up. We're gonna do the Saturdays twenty four seven. We're gonna do a spin-off series of that. <laughs> Shall we also mention what we're gonna do next week? Yeah, fuck it, why not? We are gonna be covering Eurovision as well. So we've got a Eurovision <laughs> yeah, special. We found an incredibly strange venue that is is airing Eurovision. And yeah. it happens to be in the middle of the day in LA. Twelve noon. <laughs> Next Saturday, we will be watching Eurovision and we'll do the episode the next day. Yeah, probably hungover. You're welcome. Bye. You are right up May Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table.